Hey everyone, I hope you are doing well today. Welcome to another episode of Quick Chat with Jay. I'm your host as always, Jay. I know I was gone for a little bit, but I am back now. And I kind of just want to go ahead and jump into today's episode. But before I get to the main topic of today's episode, let's go over some entertainment news. So today I just want to focus on one piece of entertainment news because I... Okay, well, it's been like something that I've been seeing on Twitter for the past week or weekend. And it was Scarlett Johansson versus Disney. So Scarlett said that she's suing Disney for them releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus because that wasn't part of her contract with them. And it resulted in a breach of contract. So she said that she was promised that her movie would only be released in theaters. And the fact that it was released on Disney Plus obviously was not something was agreed upon and um when she said that disney actually issued a statement saying there's no merit whatsoever to this filing the lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the covid19 pandemic we've fully complied with miss johansson's contract and furthermore the release of black widow on disney plus with premiere access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. And then after Disney issued that, Scarlett's agent stepped in to respond to what Disney responded with, saying that they shamelessly shamelessly and falsely accused Ms. Johansson of being insensitive to the global COVID-19 pandemic in an attempt to make her appear to be someone they and I know she isn't. A bunch of back and forth between them two. And, you know, I don't know if, you know, um, some of you might agree with me or, you know, some of you might disagree, but I think Scarlett and her talent agency um, and her agent, like, they're actually kind of right for going with having this lawsuit because regardless of a pandemic that is a contract and that was something that was signed it was something that was discussed and the company knew what they agreed with um scarlett johansson so and i don't really know because i'm saying like if disney truly wanted to avoid this and i really don't know much about lawsuits i'm being honest right now the only time i actually pay attention to something about law was in high school and that was about six years ago. So, uh, yeah, I don't know much about lawsuits, but if Disney really cared, they could have tried to renegotiate the contract if it was possible so they can make it, you know, make it so that Scarlett knew exactly how her film was going to be released. And there are a lot of other actors who are backing you know, Scarlett Johansson in support of going against Disney with this. So I guess it's something that happens fairly, like, regularly in the business, but not many people actually, like, go file lawsuits or it's just we don't hear about it. But, uh, yeah, I'm just really looking at it. Like, I really think she has her right to do this because, like I said before, it was a contract. If you do something that goes outside of that contract, you are breaching it. You're trying to get over on someone and that's not cool um no matter what 
and I see people trying to actually like say Disney's right in this for releasing it. Like, I can understand Disney trying to make sure like they're upping their viewership and subscription, you know, like subscribers on Disney Plus. Because I mean, I do like Disney Plus. Don't get me wrong. I like Disney Plus. I like using it. I use it almost every week, you know, to watch something. But Disney knew exactly. And this is, you know what? And I think about it. It's probably why last year we had her movie kept being delayed so much because they kept saying, oh, we want to release this in theaters. And so the last time that they actually gave us a set date and said, oh, it's coming out in June. We did get the movie in June. And they said, oh, it's coming on Disney Plus as well with Premiere Access. I think that was the time that they kind of just was like, they probably even went over her head and just was like, well, we're just going to release it here anyway. And I'm, pro I'm pretty sure she did have a problem with that anyway, but she just didn't speak up about it because she just wanted people to see the movie regardless. But still, that is a breach of contract. So I don't understand how some people are defending Disney in this because they're not really squeaky clean in it so that's just my opinions on it um but at the end of the day it is just rich people arguing with rich people and has nothing to do with me <laughs> but it is a pretty interesting story that's happening right now so i thought that you know i should talk about it since that has been the most talked about thing um this past weekend and speaking of some interesting things, I came across this movie when I was looking for clips from the live-action Pinocchio movie that I did, um, which is episode four, if you want to go ahead and check that out. And, and the other choices that were displayed when I was looking for the clips had a movie called Pinocchio's Revenge. And I thought to myself, what the hell is that? And so, you know, I clicked on to the little icon that it had up the poster for the movie and it had the plot. So I was like, okay. And listen, this is the plot. Defense attorney, Jennifer Garrick, Garrick acquires a Pinocchio puppet from a condemned serial killer. Her preteen daughter, Zoe mistakes the puppet as a present um, for her birthday and grows attached to her new friend. Suddenly accidents begin to happen to those who cross Zoe Zoe claims it's her Pinocchio doll, but her therapist thinks otherwise. And, of course, after reading the plot of the movie, I did what any sane person would do in a situation, and I said, I have to watch this movie. So, that's exactly what I did. So, we are introduced to the main characters in the movie. Jennifer, who's the defense lawyer for the serial killer, Vincent Gatto. You also meet her daughter, Zoe who gives me the creeps with her evil smile and showing up out of nowhere-ness. I just want to mention that Zoe bit another kid's ear, but to be fair, the other girl did start it, and I'm not condoning what she did, but basically, don't start nothing won't be nothing. And Zoe was showing her that she's about that life, basically, with biting her. But anyway, Jennifer is working on a case trying to get vincent out of jail because she found out that he was never trial tried as a serial killer during his trial but he was convicted and sentenced as one and i know jennifer's just doing her job but i just thought it was so odd that she's trying her best to get vincent out of jail especially considering 
the fact that he killed a bunch of children one of them being his own son and two she has a child herself i'm like do you really want a guy like this to be out on the streets and in one scene jennifer was asking him questions because she believes that he wasn't the only one that was involved in these murders which i think why does she even think that but she's thinking that he was protecting someone else and asks why he buried his son with the puppet and then he reveals that he reveals he's the one who actually created the pinocchio puppet and then he buried it buried it with his son because it was his son's favorite doll and because it was his son's last birthday which is just dark as hell and i also find it kind of funny that this not like haha funny but you know in a sick twisted way that this guy's day job was being a wood carver like wood carver by day and then he goes kill people by night i don't get it i just i just thought that was a really strange thing but yeah that's exactly what he told her and like saying that's how pinocchio ended up being there and what happened was that she was trying to get him off because I believe the next day was his, yeah, the next day was supposed to be his execution day. And she just wanted to try to get him, you know, to not be sent, still sentenced by that time. But obviously time ran out. The next day is Gatto's execution and the case is over for Jennifer. And for some reason, she decides to keep the Pinocchio doll and somehow... And I say somehow because I don't remember Jennifer taking Pinocchio out her car. He ends up on her couch and he's just there enjoying a birthday party for Zoe. And Zoe spots him and she immediately falls in love with this creepy ass looking doll. And I just thought it was crazy because Jennifer does and says nothing about it. Like not even a word about how it got in her house when I am pretty sure she did not remove him from her car so I, i'm sorry i'm stuck on that part because i'm like he did not she did, if you were to look at the movie she did not and i believe if i'm wrong i'm wrong but she did not carry him into that house she had like the gifts she did not carry pinocchio in there so i'm really just wondering how the hell he got in the house but i let it go Anyway, Zoe is now in love with the doll, um, and I guess the feeling is mutual because he wants Zoe to know that he's going to be here to stay. Zoe, do you know what happened to your new Betty doll? Pinocchio was jealous. And what about the girl at school? She was picking on me. Pinocchio was just trying to protect me. Do you know that she could have gotten seriously hurt? Pinocchio didn't mean to do a bad thing. He just doesn't understand the difference between right and wrong. Speaking of that bad thing, he put the end of a rake through the tire of a girl's bike and she almost was killed by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> but let me go on to some, like, weird scenes i saw in the movie because i just thought it was like why is this in here and one thing i was like very confused about 
is I already talked about it, so I guess I'm going right back to it. Why is Pinocchio in the house? Why was Pinocchio even still in her car? I thought as a defense lawyer or just anything that has to deal with law, when you find evidence, you're not allowed to take that evidence with you home. So I really was sitting here and I'm like, why is that not one in your office, two in someone else's office, three in like an evidence locker or something? Why was she able to just take it with her? But then again, I have to remember in the movie when she actually saw that Pinocchio was in his in her car, she told like her boss, thanks for putting that thing in my car. And he looks at her and he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> so still don't know how the hell he ended up in that car. But yeah, another weird scene I thought, and this is for me, I don't really care for gratuitous uh, sex scenes. And I just thought it was very unnecessary because they had uh, Jennifer and her boyfriend have like a um, have a scene like that. And let me tell you something. I felt so stupid because I didn't realize that this was an R-rated movie. So because in another scene, imagine my surprise when I saw Jennifer's nipple. And then in another scene, it was that because Zoe has a babysitter and I think the babysitter actually lives with them which I still don't get that dynamic but um, <laughs> they have a babysitter named Zof Sophia and she lives with them and they were showing so so I keep saying Zoe <laughs> Sophia in the shower and like they showed this girl fully naked and I was just like whoa <laughs> I had no idea this is an R-rated movie I wasn't paying attention wasn't paying attention to that and um so with her being showed fully nude pinocchio got a little peek since he said he was curious about ladies bodies okay can we talk what's up well sophia said that you sneaked into her room this morning not me pinocchio he was curious about ladies bodies Ah, he was, was he? Yeah. I tried to explain it to him after he heard you and David in your room. Another weird scene is when Pinocchio, like, you know something? Because I was wondering, I was like, how is she talking to this doll? And they show that it's basically like he was telepathically speaking to her. And then after that, they actually showed a scene with him moving his lips. And I really wish they did not show that scene at all. Zoe, you shouldn't tell people I talk to you. Why not? Because they'll take me away from you. Then I'll never get to be a, a real boy and be your brother. You really think we'll be a family someday? You, me, and Mom? Sure, you know I'll never leave you. But we can't be too sure about Mom, not as long as David's around. I know. I can make David go away. What do you mean? Pinocchio, remember, you can't become a real boy if you keep doing bad things. And getting rid of David would be a good thing. The same way punishing that bitch at school was a good thing.
And I believe after that scene that Pinocchio somehow he got Zoe to he convinces her to cut off his strings because he well this is the thing uh Pinocchio did not like Jennifer's boyfriend whose name is David and I can only think that he does he doesn't like David because David played with like his strings you know because he's a puppet so you know like David played with his strings and they were saying like Pinocchio was a bad boy like don't you remember the story of Pinocchio and I don't know but I feel like Pinocchio was mad at him because he convinces like I said he convinces her hey cut my strings I want to go make sure that David is fine and by the way he actually what happens is that Pinocchio was wanting to get rid of David he decides oh I'm going to go in the basement and then when Zoe goes to go look for Pinocchio in the basement David is there and he's like go back to bed she's like oh no I'm just want to go get Pinocchio he's in the basement he's like uh uh I'll go get him and wouldn't you know Pinocchio's running around down there and when David's coming back up the stairs Pinocchio slammed the door in David's face and David fell down the stairs and he ended up in the hospital and so Pinocchio later on was like free me and I'll go see David myself and when he gets to the hospital to go see David he ends up killing him by pulling the plug which is just evil as shit um <laughs> Like, seriously, I, Pinocchio was just around harming people for no freaking reason. Like, truly evil. Uh, anyway, let me go ahead and skip towards the end of the movie, because that basically was towards the end anyway. But Jennifer, she comes home to check on Zoe because, you know, she gets word about David being in a hospital. And, you know, she heard about how he, pa David's mom actually called. Jennifer was like he passed away and they're saying like you know we don't know how this happened because he was getting so much better but anyway Jennifer decides she's gonna go home and check on Zoe and she walks in to find the body of the babysitter on the floor she starts freaking out and starts calling out Zoe's name and she sees Zoe in the hallway but Zoe decides this is hide and seek time and starts running away and it wasn't until Jennifer is hitting the head with a poker stick um, which, you, you know, a poker stick that you use for a fireplace that she's kind of knocked out a little bit. But when she gets, when she like, not totally knocked out, but you know, like she's knocked off her balance and she's like, what the heck was that? Wouldn't you know, it is Zoe with the poker stick in her hand. And then Zoe was trying to explain to her mom that she managed to get the poker stick from Pinocchio and that Jennifer still needs to like get to safety because Pinocchio is looking around the house to harm her. But before Jennifer could say anything about like why would you know like why do you have that in your hand? What the heck is Pinocchio doing? Zoe vanishes again. And then when we go back to Jennifer, we see that Jennifer is looking in her I think it was her living room and you see Pinocchio standing by the couch. Pinocchio starts to run up to her and he has a 
knife in his hand and he's running up to her trying to kill her and so after doing that i'm laughing because just just think of a doll running towards you being like i'm gonna kill you or something like that i just find it so crazy but anyway pinocchio actually does go across the room he gets up to jennifer and he's like trying to kill her but jennifer is able to actually throw pinocchio off of her and he she throws him into the glass table that she has in the living room and it cuts to show the glass table broken with pinocchio in it and then it cuts back to jennifer you know to show her like having a sigh of relief but then it was kind of horror all over again because we cut back to the table and instead of Pinocchio being there, it's actually Zoe lying there in a glass table. So what they did in the movie was they were trying to plan an idea like, is Pinocchio a cursed doll doing these terrible things? Was it Zoe the whole time? And I don't think it was a bad idea, but for some reason I kind of wanted it to be both of them. I don't know why. I have no idea why I wanted to be that way. I just think it would have been a little bit more believable that a possessed doll was doing some terrible things and then persuading this kid with bad ideas. And mind you, Zoe is no angel. She did bite someone's ear. And before that incident, it said that she had already gotten into other fights with, you know, um, probably the same bully or other children at the school she went to. So... I don't know. I just feel like they would have been like the perfect. Ugh, I hate saying that about this, but they would have been like the perfect danger duo, don't you think? Because <laughs> she's already bad. And just imagine a naughty um, Pinocchio like persuading her, an evil Pinocchio persuading her to do even more terrible things. But um, I have to say, after that they um left this on that like is it pinocchio or was it zoe does zoe actually have a mental problem um we go back to i think zoe being in the hospital and her therapist is there and he's saying like uh you know she's gonna be unconscious for a while and jennifer was saying you know no matter how long it takes i'm just gonna wait by her side for her to wake up and then that's how the movie my overall thought about this movie is that it was actually kind of good and I wasn't expecting it to be good. I was expecting a bad low budget movie, but what I got was actually a pretty good thriller and I'm just thoroughly surprised. Like I said, I kind of wish the ending was different with it being that it was both Pinocchio and Zoe, but it wasn't like an ending that disappointed me. So I don't, I, I don't know. I just thought my version would have been a little bit better, but or maybe not. But it didn't disappoint me that much. And yeah, that's pretty much like pretty um much my short review of this movie. I didn't really find myself being too scared, but like I said, uh Zoe and Pinocchio being like the perfect danger duo, they really did kind of give me the creeps while I was watching this movie, so it did its job. Anyway, that's my episode. I hope you all enjoyed. I will be uploading again on Saturday. Remember, I upload, upload excuse me, on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Follow me on my Instagram at quickchatpod, invader, V-E-Y-J-E-R. My email is quickchatj at gmail.com. Hope you, hope you all have a good day or night at the time you're listening. Take care and bye.